Now I heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> why are you laughing? This is not a joke. <laughs> it's not a joke. All right. Anyway, thanks for ruining my song. I was, you know, I was really going to belt it out, but then you started laughing. You know, it made me self-conscious. That's really <laughs> fucked up, but all right. Anyway, welcome to the show, which is politics. Although I call it politics. And the title of the episode is Gran Turismo. My name is Presh. And I'm Ty. Who's a piece of shit. Who <laughs> derail my, my fun little song, you know, for his own uh, pleasure and entitlement, you know. It really sucks when you're just trying to, you know, lighten the mood a bit and then somebody starts laughing. <sighs> anyway, clean up from last week, right? Yes. So when we did the Oppenheimer episode, I was kind of rushed and I didn't have time to fact check certain things. Mm. Like... Uh, if you look at my notes from last week, it, <laughs> it stops in the context. <laughs> All right. And actually, I should uh, put this up front. Similarly to this week, uh, you know, this is going to be the most unpro- unprofessional episode on the show since last week. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's such a long time. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Actually, this Oppenheim wasn't last week. Uh, Oppenheim no, was, was two weeks ago, but yes. we did a commentary because uh, I was away. Yeah. Which was a good trip. Thank you for asking. Uh, I had a good time. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good uh, It's good hanging out with the boys, you know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so in the Oppenheim episode, uh, so in the scene where Florence Pugh was cooking her ass, right? <laughs> Oppenheimer says something like, property is theft, and then says it's a Marx quote. Yes. So at the time that sounded wrong. Yes. Because I know property is capital, right? Yes. You get this thing where morons in the, on the internet go, well, communi- communism is about sharing, right? That yeah. means under communism, we'll have, all have to share a single toothbrush, <laughs> right? That's just how it works, right? <laughs> right? So I'd like to draw a distinction between private property and personal property. Okay. Personal property is something you buy without the intent to generate capital from it. Yes. All right. So, right. for example, uh, a toothbrush. Right? <laughs> you use that for your personal self. Unless you're like a toothbrush ASMR influencer. Because mm. then you like... I, I don't know about that. Because do they still use that toothbrush to... <laughs> to brush their teeth? Yeah. Maybe that, that's personal use, bro. I guess. Anyway, uh, it could be both. Yeah. Right. For example, uh, private property, also referred to as means of production, is something that you buy with the intent to generate capital. Yes. So I guess. Okay, but let me just carry on. Yeah. For example, if I buy a lawnmower and go from house to house to cut grass, their grass for a fee. Yes. That's capital yes but if i bought okay uh, i'd also like to point out that a certain thing may be private or personal based on context yeah right for example if i buy myself a car to travel around for example going to work going to shops picking up kids from school that is personal property yeah but if i buy myself a car to use as a transport service you know and i charge people a fee to (laughs) you know to use well make use of the transportation of the car private property Right. But why make this distinction? I don't know. Right. Because, 
you know, on the left, we or Marxists believe that private property should be owned by the workers. Yes. Right. Okay. So what does that look like in practical terms? Say in a lawnmower business with 10 lawnmower machines and 10 employees, we're not going to say, all right, you own a lawnmower, you own a lawnmower. (laughs) Everyone owns a lawnmower. (laughs) Right. Uh, The business owns all 10 lawnmowers, right? Right. And the 10 employees all own the business. Yeah. That is what we mean by collective ownership of the means of production. Right. The right wing would say, aha, what about the person who provided the capital to buy those machines? All right. Yeah. Let's say you put down fifty thousand rand to buy the lawnmowers, right? Yes. The right. lawnmowers are all five thousand rand each. Okay. The first hundred thousand rand of profit, we will give it to you. Okay. Right. You've doubled your money. Seems like a pretty decent investment to me. But then every cent after that is split evenly between the workers. Also fair enough. Right. Yeah. You've doubled your money, and if you're also a worker, you will still get a slice of the profit going forward yeah. and uh, a wage. Yeah. Right? Right. They want to... Okay. But there's not a single capitalist who would accept this. Right? Yeah. They want to give over some money and put their legs up and get money in return in perpetuity. Yeah. So then the left-wing position is that the workers entirely own the business. Yes. Which is seen as an extremist position. Yeah. And the right-wing position is that the capitalist should own the entire business. Right? Which is also an extremist position. Right? In my mind, it is, but that's the commonly <laughs> accepted uh, look around you, right? Yeah. Every business, well, not every business, the majority of businesses are owned by... A single person. Not a single person, like the, the shareholders. Yeah. Right? Right. That's big businesses, but like smaller businesses, it's a single yeah. owner, sole owner. Yeah. And that's just how it works, Right. Right. That's called capitalism. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> the person who gave the capital, gave, they get all the profits. Yeah. And in my mind, that is an extremist position. Yeah. Right. But uh, for whatever reason, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not seen that way, right? I think it's it makes much more sense that the people who actually do the work that generates the revenue for the business should be rewarded. Yeah. But I guess, you know, it's just a difference of opinion. I guess so, yeah. Anyway, back to the Oppenheimer, right? Yeah. Like I said, it sounded wrong, but I haven't read the entirety of Marx's writing. Yeah. You know, so maybe he said that at some point, and obviously it's only one line. I don't know the context in which he said it. Yeah. You know, uh, (laughs) there's a specific instance where he might have said property theft. That's why I was, Yeah. you know, know, like I said, it sounded wrong, but I couldn't. (laughs) <laughs> say it right yeah right uh, I researched it and it's actually a quote from Pierre Joseph Proudhon right who Marx debunked on several occasions huh. so not only was that seen calling you out for not knowing Marx's theory it was also calling out Florence Pugh <laughs> <laughs> she didn't recognize that he you know Oppenheimer was f- fucking full of shit right yeah right. because she's a member of the communist party she, you'd expect her to know yeah Right, but she right. didn't know. Right? <laughs> and Oppenheimer just said that because he wanted to have sex with Florence. <laughs> right, very clearly. He also said something like, I read Marx in the original German. Yeah. Right? Do you remember Yes, that? I do Which remember Which I also found out this week that Oppenheimer did not speak German. You huh. know? Which further goes to show that uh, that was definitely <laughs> a lie. <laughs> but also in the cinema, I thought, I'm pretty sure Elon Musk tweeted that. Yes. Right? Do you know this? 
vaguely. Why did you, yeah, because you said yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I searched the, for the tweet and I found it. It said, read Das Kapital when I was 14, including cross-checking English translation of original German. Adam Smith for the win, obviously. Ironically, future automation will naturally lead to greater equality of consumption. Monopolies are the true enemy of the people. Competing to serve is good. Right? So it's not precisely the same as I read it in the original German. But I think it's close enough that it may be a shot at Elon Musk. <laughs> because Adam Smith and Karl Marx are not in conflict with one another. Yeah. Adam Smith did not invent capitalism, right? <laughs> yeah. He just noticed how the market worked and put it into words. Right. Like if I observed the migration pattern of birds and wrote it down, I didn't invent the <laughs> migration, right? I'm just noticing how it worked and wrote it down. Yeah. Adam Smith is not giving an opinion either way. He's just right. saying, yeah. this is how it works. Yeah. These are the rules of the game. Yeah. Right. Marx agreed with Adam Smith's analysis. He just thinks it shouldn't work that way. That is his opinion. Yeah. Uh, right. Right. So they're not in conflict with it. <laughs> Another, but you know, uh, the only problem is that apparently both Christopher Nolan and Cillian Murphy aren't online. Right? <laughs> okay. Apparently, Nolan still uses a flip. <laughs> 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 so perhaps someone else on the cast or writing team came up with that to slam Musk. Right. I don't know. But I, I've searched the internet and nobody's brought that up. Hmm. That like, it's possibly a shot at Elon Musk. So I'm willing to say this is an exclusive. Oh. This, this is what you... <laughs> you come to this podcast. <laughs> this is what you come here for, you know. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> uh, you said that the sex scene was unnecessary. Yes, right? and I disagreed in real time, but I just want to reiterate that everything I just said, now you know, yes, happened in that sex scene. Yes, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that sex scene added so much insight into the characters and the dynamics between them. Yes, you know, I'm really upset that you said that. You should apologize. But I'm right. What are you right about? You said it added nothing to the movie. I've just explained how much of characterization it showed. It also showed that you were speaking bullshit. Yes. Yeah. That tells you about him that he's a bullshitter. Okay. That's what I'm saying to you. <laughs> okay. Right. Fair enough. It's very necessary to, uh, to see their dynamic. Like I, I mentioned it uh, on the episode yes. in real time, right? That yes. He has a, I don't know. He connects much more with Florence Pugh's character than he does with his wife. Yes. That's the, what it tries to show. Right. But anyway, you should still apologize. Never! Anyway, the Oppenheimer suit up scene, right? <laughs> There's a scene where he puts on his science clothes like it's a superhero costume. Yeah. I didn't mention that, right? Yeah. Which further leads into my theory that this movie is mocking superhero movies. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, we were speaking about McCarthyism. Yeah. Which was the jailing and removal of rights of people suspected of being communists. You know? Yes. Jail for free speech. Yeah. I couldn't remember the first name of McCarthy, <laughs> if you remember, right? Benny, yes. I, look, <laughs> I looked it up, and his name is Joseph McCarthy, right? Okay. Have yeah. you ever seen The Manchurian Candidate? I've heard of it. All right. There was a movie in the early 2000s that was a remake starring Denzel Washington, but the original in the 1950s was uh, mocking Joseph McCarthy <laughs> as a character. <laughs> Anyone somebody disagrees with him is like, are you a communist? 
<laughs> Anytime somebody's rude to him, it's just like, <laughs> we're going to send this person to jail. <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, I, when I was guessing, I said Eugene McCarthy, if you remember that. Yes. Yeah. And I looked it up, and yeah, Eugene McCarthy was a good guy. He was a anti-war candidate oh. in, I think, the 1968 Democratic primary. He lost the primary to... I can't remember. <laughs> I Someone think, else. I think it was Hubert Humphrey, but don't quote me on that. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go out and yeah. quote you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow I wake up, uh, take a big sip of my coffee, and open the front page of the newspaper. <laughs> um, yeah. So from now on, I need you to kind of take the lead because all I have was. <laughs> that was the only thing I did all I did was clean up from last week <laughs> so uh, uh, the, the one thing I would say is for news yes Trump got hit with the Rico yes you know what that is <laughs> no but it sounds funny the racketeer influence and corrupt organizations at Rico Act is a United States federal law that provides for extended criminal penalties and a civil cause of action for acts performed as part of an ongoing criminal organization Okay. So basically, they use this law to get like mafia bosses. Right. Okay. You yeah. know, like uh, they could claim that, you know, you know, one of their people, yeah, that gets arrested for something was doing that in their personal capacity. Yeah. But when the RICO law came in, they can link this person to the lo- larger organization and say right. these weren't isolated incidents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this is like a, a pattern of gangsterism. Yeah. And that's how they got rid of. The mafia in like the late eighties, early nineties. Okay. I don't know when this came into, <laughs> right? Uh, but anyway, in short, this is very bad. <laughs> Not because of the Rico, uh, although the Rico is bad. He's getting a lot of his associates is also <laughs> going to jail. Right? Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, he's being charged in the state of Georgia. Okay. And they don't allow for presidents to pardon criminals in that state. Okay. Right. Uh, Think about the U.S. as like an assortment of countries. Right. And every state is a country. So the United Countries. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Right. And the president is like, he has some power, Mm -hmm. but a lot of the the states, you know, like, uh, it's called states' rights. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It was actually what the Civil War was fought over. Yeah. You know, uh, the president, Abraham Lincoln, said he wants to outlaw slavery. Yeah. And... Certain right-wingers today will be like, well, they didn't go to war because, you know, slavery was banned. It's just the the principle of states' rights, you know. The, <laughs> the president shouldn't be able to, <laughs> to tell the states what to do, you know. <laughs> but uh, all I'll say is, the states' right to do what? Have slaves, apparently. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the states' right to do what? Why did they go to war? <laughs> but whatever. Anyway, also... The Women's World Cup final was today. Yeah. I was watching it, uh, you know, while I was supposed to be writing notes. <laughs> yeah, it was a banger, bro. Yeah. And oh. I think this was a very powerful endorsement for feminism, you know. Yeah. Anything a man can do, a woman can do. Yeah. And it proved that it's not just the men's team that are a bunch of losers. <laughs> England are a nation of fucking losers, bro. <laughs> A bunch of bottling fucking losers. They got cooked. <laughs> Spain, okay, they only won one nil, but like they fucked them up. <laughs> uh, like the 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 passing, they were so much better than them. Yeah, everything was better. Yeah, 
going forward i think i'm going to watch a lot more women's football yeah this uh the women's world cup uh, yeah you know it got me hooked yeah it for me it was it was very much the same as the netball world cup that we had in south africa where um like i'd never watched netball before but i have one friend that's very into netball and she was like hey you should watch this it's kind of fun and i was like all right sweet i'll watch one game and then see what happens and now i'm hooked on netball too all right bro well, i don't endorse that i only endorse football <laughs> <So>. <laughs> i will endorse all sports that i watch there's a sickness what racing that's not a sport <laughs> that's not a sport it's not a sport right <laughs> anyway uh news Uh Elon Musk has announced that uh well so first of all a couple days ago he announced that Twitter would be getting rid of their block feature mm. besides for DMs right mm. so like you know you you see an account that you don't like uh you can block them yes. and then you know I'm I'm aware of the block works <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah but you know some of our listeners may not be all right yeah mm. okay <laughs> yes so a mute doesn't uh, like if i mute someone they can still see my tweets yes they can still they can uh, still interact with your stuff yes but you just don't see it yeah right so if you post something like person well not person like even if you like post a picture of yourself yeah and there's like some identifying information behind you yes. like there's a i don't know a sh- a, a store a store like uh, logo is visible yeah and then that person can come find you. Yeah. So a stalker, you know, if they just mute a stalker, <laughs> you know, it's not going to work because uh yeah, because they, they can use they can still see that person's tweets. So that's yeah. why block is very very powerful. useful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh yeah, so he said they were going to get rid of that. Mm. And um uh I think the next day the um is she the CEO? Linda Yakarino. Yeah. Yes, we spoke about her. We yeah. spoke about her appointment. Yeah. Yeah. Um she came out and she was like, "Listen, actually, upon further review, we're not going to be able to get rid of the block button." Yeah. Because Elon Musk doesn't actually know what he's talking about, funnily enough. <laughs> <laughs> Yakarino. <laughs> get his ass out. <laughs> and um both the app like the app store for apple and the google play store uh require a block button for them to be able to like i guess host the yeah but so what so that doesn't uh add anything to the argument you know because who cares what the apple store like uh, he still has the website right yeah they can they can release the what's the word the twitter updates they don't need the app store yeah. it would be useful to for your app to be in the app store yeah. <laughs> very beneficial but yes. that's not a if he wanted to remove the block and he was very serious about it he could do it yeah he the, could the app store not accepting that is not a good argument as to why he fair enough can't yeah what's more is how it would affect the people that Yeah. That, that that's more yeah that's what i would have because i i also saw the community <laughs> the community notes on that thing i thought why are you mentioning this bro who cares what the app sort thinks 
you know that doesn't refute his uh, why he shouldn't or should do but anyway yeah, yeah. is that all the news <laughs> no 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 it's right. more all right well there's one more but yeah. there's more the thing is i can't see your phone i can only yeah you don't need to show me i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying i can't see well, how many things you have whereas for me i have the thing in front of you you can just yeah look okay next time i'll just all right i don't need to see it just tell me <laughs> so um california is weirdly enough California. Yeah, under its first ever tropical storm watch. So, like hurricane watch. Uh usually a lot of the time uh hurricanes will they'll specifically like make landfall around like southeastern uh United States, so like Florida. All right, listen, chief, sorry to be rude, but can you cut out this nerd shit? Okay. 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 Give us the real. <laughs> Basically, climate change is real because now there's a hurricane coming from the other side. And it's not used to coming from that side. Yeah. This is very. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. <laughs> you trying to tell me about like the rock something? <laughs> I'm like, you think I'm a geologist? <laughs> what on earth? What on earth? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, context for the movie. Yes. Do you have context for the movie? A uh, little bit, yeah. Which is? It was mentioned in the first little bit of the movie, but uh, Gran Turismo is a game that was created by Polyphony right at the, uh, I believe it was during the 90s, to kind of uh, get people m- more, not into racing, but uh, kind of able to experience racing because it, it's pretty expensive to like go out and get in a car and race. Yeah, it's a lot easier to just get a PlayStation and. Uh, what? It's easier to get a ball and <laughs> kick around. <laughs> but yeah, all right. It's easier to get a PlayStation. Yeah, and drive around. Sure. Yeah. Is that it? Pretty much. All right. Well, <laughs> can I give my context? Yeah, go for it. All right. So Neil Blomkamp. Blomkamp is a South African director who first came to my attention in 2009 with District 9. Banger movie. I think he's probably the most famous South African director. Yeah. Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, like, uh, everyone lives in their own bubble. Yeah. I don't know. There could be a huge director in Cape Town that I'm just not aware of or whatever. The only, like, big South African director I can think of is Gavin Hood. Yeah. Do you know who that is? Spud. Well, the guy who directed Spud, didn't he? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. What I know him for is he made uh, Totsi. Yeah. That was nominated for Best Foreign Film. Yeah. That was like uh, a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that and uh, he, okay, from the success of Totsi, he made the new Wolverine movie. Oh. At the time. And okay. that was awful. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that like sunk his career. But yeah, I should oh, like no. Google and see what, what happened of him. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> back to Blomkamp, right? Yeah. I, I remember having it was such a, it was like an event you know yeah. like uh, it was a huge deal that a South African director was making a Hollywood movie yeah and it was being produced by Peter Jackson yeah who had just come off the Lord of the Rings yeah right so <laughs> right I haven't watched District Nine since then yeah we'll be doing that as our commentary for this week yeah but yes I also wanted to. <sighs> I've never properly seen his other movies. Okay. So his first, the next movie after District 9 was Elysium. Oh. Right. 
Okay, yeah. Which, uh, I've seen, like, not clips, but, like, uh, I remember one day I was at my friend's house. Yeah. And his brother and sister were watching Elysium. Yeah. And I just saw, like, you know, five minutes, and then we were off to do our <laughs> <laughs> own stuff, right? So, like, yeah. I, I never properly watched that. I just know, like, I knew the premise of the movie. Yeah. And I didn't know he directed it. Yeah, same. But I watched it a few nights ago, and it's wonderful, bro. Yeah. He's, like, so this is the thing. He has mm. an... An outstanding visual style. Yeah. Right? Both, uh, well, the next movie and mm. uh, Elysium, a very distinct visual style. And it's like, so I'm not cinematically literate enough to, <laughs> <laughs> to, to explain it. Yeah. But he just, like, knows where to put the camera. <laughs> you know? Like, even, like, uh, conversation shots. Yeah. I'm like, uh, this is just, pl- <laughs> you know, like... Uh, it just adds more to the, to the the movie, I guess. Yeah, and it's just a regular conversation shot, you yeah. know. Like, I've seen so many like boring, mm. the way like people are just having a chat, you know. It's yeah. it's not interesting. It's uh, but yes, it's I just really kind of I really like this guy, you know, visually. Yeah. Uh, also, his politics are all correct. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Cause like. Elysium is about the fact that the rich people are in space. Yeah. And they have these machines that can cure anything. Yes. <laughs> and there's like people on Earth and they're dying and like, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> they Second. get. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, his, his politics are mainly all correct, but I don't look at a filmmaker to have quote unquote correct politics. It's yeah. just uh, they're allowed to do whatever, right? Yeah. In fact, I would like to see him make a morally ambiguous movie, you know, like yeah. <laughs> something, you know. Uh, but yes, it's. Uh, I don't put that as a plus point or a negative point. I just uh, thought I'd mention that. Uh, anyway, his next movie was Chappie. Yeah, right? Chappie. And also a banger. Both Elysium and Chappie, uh, yeah. the visuals are outstanding. Yeah. And now I'm going to do something. Okay. Says, I view Neil Bromkamp as like a baby Jim Cameron. <gasps> right? <laughs> oh my <laughs> you goodness. Know? <laughs> you know, we were speaking about this on the Avatar episode, right? Yeah. We don't have filmmakers that have this huge scale and... Uh, yeah. What's the word? Uh, what else was I saying? You know, like nobody makes... <laughs> like like uh, epics anymore. Yeah. Right? That That's what I was saying. Mm. Neil Blomkamp has that talent. Yeah. It's just certain things let him down fucked up. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, like, we can go through it, but I don't think he directs actors well. Okay. I think he just lets the actor do whatever they want to do. Yeah. You know, and says, you know, you're free to... Express yourself. Yes, express yourself. You build up the character on your own. Yeah. And I don't think that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> because there's like an uneven tone both in Chappie and Elysium where like it's inconsistent where you have this character who's like he thinks they're in a comedy movie and this character is like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right I, I think like maybe I don't know what he could do to like solve that yeah but even in this movie Grand Tourism movie, we're going to talk about it now I don't think a lot of the performances worked okay right yeah and you can blame the actors but at the end of the, the day it's the director who's directing the actor yeah <laughs> you know so yeah, I would say that. But yes, I don't know why. So, so all his movies basically just 
except for District 9, just basically slightly broke even. Okay. I think, like, one cost 100 million and it made, like, 401. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's just. Yes, yeah, like, because we you have to double for marketing, which yeah. is 200, and then, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, no, no, plus that, that would be a lot. Yeah. I'm saying 201 million. Okay, yeah, that's, just, that, that, that's just right there. Right, yes. you, it's, it's, yeah, so, yeah. I also love that he's doing original filmmaking. Yeah. It's, uh, Elysium, Chappie, and District 9 aren't... Based on anything. Yes. Yeah. It's just his, from his mind, right? Yeah. Well, Chappie is like a remake of Robocop. Yeah. Right, and I was just Basically. like, perusing this guy's Wikipedia, hmm. and he was linked to making a Robocop movie... And oh. after I watched Chappie on Friday night, I was like, why the fuck would you make a Robocop movie? You, you've you done your own original take on the the work. And it's yeah. such a, a, a wonderfully made, you know, wonderfully shot, wonderfully, not animated, what's the word? Generated, <laughs> I guess. I don't want to say generated. Visually, yeah, effect, yeah, yeah. The, the effects are wonderful. It's just... Yeah. It's just a good movie. Yeah. No, but I was going to say, if he had more money and, like, he wasn't constrained by certain things. Yeah. So, <laughs> this this film is egregious. Egregious with product placement. Yes. I was like, fuck <laughs> off, bro. If this is madness. <laughs> it's so crazy. It, yeah, I would never buy any of the brands advertising this movie because it's so... The way they've pushed it so much on me, it it's really <laughs> upset me. <laughs> but also for Chappie, right? Yeah. At the end of Chappie, he like downloads himself into a PlayStation. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember precisely, right? Uh, but it's it's that was also outrageous pro- product placement. Yeah. So I think the thing is, he doesn't get the budgets that he needs he needs and he like kind of supplements that with product placement yeah which i think is a huge detriment to himself yeah right mm. i wish somebody would just hand him <laughs> like 300 million and say do what you want bro <laughs> you know no you're under no obligation to include any brands you can just do yes, what you yes, like i was gonna say you know with the performances i was criticizing now yeah is some of that also casting? Because I think, mm. I think if you cast the good a good person and say do what you want, you know it's uh, it works much better than, uh, you know, <laughs> not. not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, for example, in Elysium, I thought Matt Damon was outrageously miscast. He's okay. not the ca- he's not the actor for that yeah. character, and that and. And again, I think it's somewhat the directing. It's somewhat uh, Matt Damon being allowed to, yeah. <laughs> you know, run free. Yeah. Like, uh, I wish he would just take more control of his actors and say, this is what I need. Yeah. All right. Right. Um, yeah. And accents. Accents. So, okay. you know, Shalto Copley. No. He's the main character in District 9. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. Right. He's the, like, um, the hunter yeah. in Elysium. Okay. Kruger. Yeah. Uh, he's the voice of Chappie, and he does the vo- you know motion capture for Chappie. Right. He's a long-time collaborator of Neil Blomkamp. I think this okay. is the first movie without him. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Blomkamp made, like, a, a horror movie. 
Oh. That he like filmed during the pandemic. Okay. I haven't seen that. I don't have time this weekend to watch that one. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was what was I saying? No. Uh, the that, casting. The casting, casting yeah. right? In Chappie, he has Dion Foot. Yes. You know. Yes. Right? They were like, <laughs> I don't even know if they were popular because again, I'm in a different like bubble. I think they're still around. They still, I don't say they're not around. Just <laughs> I don't know who they were popular with. You know, I just remember them getting a lot of attention in America. Yeah, and like, well, I just thought, why? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like, uh, I know a lot of people around me within my bubble mm. were just like embarrassed by them. <laughs> so that that's the thing. Like, I feel. Because he allows the actors to do whatever, sometimes they lean into stereotypes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And also with the Antwerp, I, I was thinking, who, uh, Yolandi was the... The lady. The lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you can see the acting, if yeah. you get what I'm saying. Yeah. It I, doesn't feel yeah. like a person that's just that character. It feels like you, a person that's visibly acting, you yeah. know? Like, <laughs> you don't want to see that. And, you, you know, some people might try to be like, Oh yeah, an actor in a movie. You know, like uh, yes, I understand what what that is, but I'm saying it's not like natural. You feel yeah. taken out of it, like uh, it breaks the immersion. It breaks the immersion, right? Yeah. And again, that's down to him. Yeah. <laughs> right? But anyway, what else do I want to say? Racially, right? Yeah. He has like a a liberal white guilt complex. <laughs> this guy, right? Okay. Every villain is like. A white person, <laughs> like every good person is like black or biracial or you know, huh? Yeah, like Matt Damon was raised in a Mexican church. <laughs> <laughs> so counts. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like he's he's a, a white guy that he cast as the hero, but yeah. he had to give him some sort of like <laughs> thing. Um, yeah. Which, I don't know, like, I don't know, liberals, liberal white people, like I said, white guilt, they like, go overboard and kind of like, flagellate themselves, (laughs) you know, like, uh, I don't mean this in like a white power way, but you know, it's okay to be white, you know, (laughs) you don't have to apologize for it or whatever, you know, Uh, because I listen to... You know, I, I listen to a podcast called Knowledge Fight. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> and Alex Jones did an episode on Elysium where he's like, folks, <laughs> they're encouraging the Mexicans to come over <laughs> and kill the white race. <laughs> this is an anti-white movie. <laughs> no, I really don't think it's that hectic. But, but you know, there is something like... Uh, some undercurrent uh, going on there, like you know, but <laughs> um, sorry. Well, this movie, I was gonna say the main character is biracial, yes, but then at the end, you see that uh, the real character is biracial, so yes, yeah. you know, it's not like a casting yeah. decision that he, you know, I mean, not a casting, it's not a decision he made to make that character, yeah, right, right, and there's, yeah, but anyway. I don't really... Because, like, I, I watched these movies two days ago. All right. <laughs> I haven't really had time to think about the racial politics of it. Yeah. Except that there's a very clear <laughs> anti-white agenda. <laughs> Maybe Alex Jones is right. 
Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, so my thoughts on this movie. Okay. First of all, the lead character is a charisma vacuum. This okay. guy is a gormless <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Do you know what hanging a lantern on something means? No. It's when there's a ridiculous part of the movie. Hmm. So a character within the movie calls out that ridiculous situation. Right. So that the audience feels better about it. That yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not going unnoticed. That somebody. You know, recognizes how ridiculous. ridiculous. It is. Yeah. So during the movie, at some point, uh, Bloom. Oh, I was gonna call him <laughs> Bloom. <laughs> Orlando, Danny Moore. Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Right. Says, you know, when like uh, David, the the one guy wins by one tenth of a second, yes. whatever. Yeah. And he's like, this guy is an idiot. <laughs> Let's get the other guy who's cool. <laughs> they called it out, bro. Within the movie, they called it out. <laughs> He's very like he was so boring, right? Okay. And they were trying to make it seem as if though he needs to like kind of break out of his shell. Yeah. But you know, usually in movies, what they do is they they have a character be with someone they trust. Right. Maybe like a close friend, and they you know when they with a close friend, they can open up and be you know themselves. Themselves, I guess. Right. And then you show that how. You know, in public, that person learns to become the person they are with their their friends. Yeah. In this movie, he doesn't have a thing. <laughs> you know, he's he's just a charisma vacuum from the beginning. It's all he does is like I love racing. That's that's yeah. his one character trait, which is not a character trait, bro. <laughs> that's my one character trait too. But well, doesn't that say something? <laughs> Maybe you should be looking at the man in the mirror then. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the first thing. But okay. you, uh, you know, going back to casting. Yeah. So I think it's not the the fact that this guy's biracial or whatever. Just uh, similar to Matt Damon, I just think they should have gotten somebody else. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> David Harbour is wonderful. Yeah. He's oh. he's the only one in this movie. I'm like, <laughs> we've got a pro here. This guy, <laughs> this guy is locked in. He has, you know. He is my favorite character. In the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Even uh, Orlando Bloom. Mm. Sorry, I meant to say this with accents, right? Yeah. I was I was just mentioning Charlto Copley, and then we yeah. got distracted, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Charlto Copley, yes. both in District 9 and Elysium, mm. has this fucked up accent, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and similar, the Onfoot also has fucked up accent. <laughs> and I, I don't think that's how people talk. I think... They're leaning into it somewhat, you know. Yeah. And like leaning into stereotypes, which I don't really like. Okay. Yeah. Similarly, in this movie, Orlando Bloom has the thickest fucking <laughs> English accent, right? Maybe it's because I'm used to him, spe- you know, being an American. Speaking movies. American. Yeah, yes. speaking American. <laughs> but yes, it, uh, like he. Maybe that's how he just talks in his regular life. And similarly yeah. for Shorter Copley, maybe that's just how he sounds in real life. But mm. I feel like it it was like in parody territory, you know? <laughs> like, and maybe like my view of Orlando Bloom is being shaded by my thoughts on his other previous movies. Yeah. You know, maybe Orlando Bloom's accent wasn't that hectic, but just because I've uh, have this narrative in my head, yeah. <laughs> I've applied it to Orlando Bloom. But yeah. And for me, it was like he kind of spoke in 
the voice that I would assume a marketing executive has. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they've kind of, they've all got that kind of weird, posh-ish English accent. Mm. Sure. That, but even then, that's he's leaning into it, right? Like yeah. I said, it's <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> leaning into stereotypes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I also like, uh, you know, I was saying the main character. Yeah. There was a scene where he gets into like a fight with the, the other Gran Turismo player that wants to become a real yeah. driver, right? Paxton Hall Yoshida. No, yeah, I that's don't, I don't in any of their names. Darren Burnett. Who cares? Burnett. I would never know. You could, you could name any name. I would be like, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. The other Gran Turismo guy that like fought with him. Yes. That he lost by one tenth of a second. Yes. Right. Right. That guy was much more interesting. <laughs> like when they were arguing, oh, that's the first time I had that thought. Like, why is this guy the main character? <laughs> oh, sorry. Why isn't you know this yeah. guy the main character? Yes. But anyway, well, both work. Why is this guy the main character, and why yes, isn't this I know. guy? I understand. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Other. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it. I don't usually like. I didn't in my notes. I didn't want to take away points for accuracy. But there's so much that's wrong. It's insane. All right. My response is, who cares? Yeah, I know. <laughs> who cares? I know, I know. It's All a right. movie. Meh. Whatever. It, it but said, like, you know, based on a true story means nothing. Bro. Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was some movie where like, this guy was a grave digger. Oh, grave robber, sorry. All right. <laughs> he would dig up graves and steal, like, jewelry that the person was buried with. Right. And that story became, he was murdering people. <laughs> and he was, you know, burying them. And he stole before. But yes. Ah. So it's like, uh, Hollywood is allowed to take creative liberty with yes. with the stories, right? Yeah. But anyway, we spoke about this with Oppenheimer. Yeah. By Opic, based on a true story. All yeah. of this doesn't mean shit. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's just this. So, like, so what was inconsistent? I'm going to just take a big sip of coffee <laughs> <laughs> and let you chat for a while. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's, it's stuff like, you know, the flying car. Like his crash at the Nürburgring. <laughs> that was wonderful, bro. That, <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> it would never happen. I get why they did it, right? I get the whole, like... I thought he was dead. <laughs> the movie was going to end. <laughs> you need a rise so that you can have a fall and then he rises back up, right? Yeah, but he murdered somebody, bro. Yeah. I don't know. That was too much of a leap for me. That's, well... Well, it, do you want to go chronologically or just random thoughts? Yeah, I was just going random okay, thoughts. Okay, random but, thoughts, that's fine. Yeah. So, like, that... Actually, the the most realistic part about that is that it probably would have murdered someone. Yes, bro. Yeah. That's fucked. Yeah. It, the racing is terrifying. I don't know why so blase about that. They're like, yeah. it's not your fault. Yeah. Well, it is. You crashed into somebody <laughs> and they died, bro. That's, yeah, understand, uh, hmm? you know, there's some... Like, what happened precisely? So, um, okay. He, he didn't change his tires. No. So, without going into the nerdy stuff, right? Yeah. Um, the, the wind going over the car was enough to get under it and create, like, a cushion. So, it, like... Lifted up. Yeah, it lifted up, and then it kept going. So, it flipped over and then rolled. Okay. And what could he have done to stop it? Nothing. He couldn't have done anything. Yeah. 
it's it's part of the setup of I'm, the car. I might have to retake my. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't his fault. <laughs> no. Well, I blame the the match organizers for having people so close. Because anything can happen, right? Even uh, not like that, but like yeah. just a regular crash. Yeah. And like a piece of metal goes flying. Yeah, that right? is They're true. Like I don't know why they were so close with. <laughs> That's like again. Funnily enough, one of the more accurate things in the movie. Yeah. Like, that's that's the whole appeal of the Nürburgring. Yeah. Bad safety standards are all around <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah. Well, they've got those... I don't know if you saw them, but they've got, like, big silver fences. It's not that big at all. Yeah. <laughs> I could jump over them. <laughs> I can't jump over anything. <laughs> not those ones. There's ones behind them mm. that are, like, a lot taller. They're, like, maybe 20 meters high. All right. Well, again, I don't watch racing. I don't know about all this stuff. <laughs> Those, but just from the movie, yeah. I thought that's very lax safety standards. <laughs> Get the government down here, <laughs> and, you know, issue some fines or something. But yeah, yeah, uh, it's just like it's yeah that that in theory, if it happened in real life, it would be the mechanic's fault, and there would be like a serious investigation and uh you know how they were saying uh like the FIA would pull Nissan's licenses that would have happened already they wouldn't have been allowed to race after that until the investigation was concluded but then they went to Lamar so that they raced to prove that they could still keep the license and it's like uh, could have done this differently in a way that would make a little bit more sense uh, in terms of the story that you're trying to tell for the nerds out there. Oh, so you <laughs> want it to be catered to? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's not make a, a broad appealing movie. Let's, <laughs> let's cater to a subsection <laughs> of people. <laughs> All right. Yes, I agree. That's what they should have done. <laughs> No, yeah. I do agree. That's what they should have done. But uh, yeah. I'm saying a Hollywood executive would not, would not allow that. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but anyway, yeah. Another thing was that Kappa, you know, like the the bad guy in the gold car. Oh yes. Yeah. And um, look, we talk about visually distinct things, right? Yeah. It's good that the <laughs> like we can see it's gold because he's flashy and he has the most. Oh, it's the most like. It's the biggest car. It's the richest The car. richest car. Yeah. Right. It's so, gold plated. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Visually, you don't need to hear somebody say it. You can just tell. Yeah. You just know. <laughs> right? But yes, that's what I'm talking about. Neil Blomkamp, he's very good at yeah. visual stuff. Yeah, he is. It's he's so good. Casting and acting. Yeah. Christ on a <laughs> but yeah, I thought this movie was very cliche in terms of plot structure. Yeah. It's very like, okay, most music biopics most uh, sports biopics all yeah. follow the same story right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> a person they have a dream yeah uh, they, you know they start they're on a good track and mm. something bad happens and then they have to pull themselves back together and they get a, a win at the end yeah sometimes this gets subverted by they lose at the end but they had a moral victory yeah, <laughs> yeah. something right that's why I said you know when that car flipped yeah. If he just died in the movie, that would have been so crazy. That would have been like, <laughs> this would be the best movie of the year if he just died there. <laughs> but yeah. Mm. 
that to be accurate quote yeah. <laughs> that would have been yeah mm. what else did i want to say i think this was has a very bad message okay you know i was saying neil bromkamp his politics are perfect yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i think you should do a marketing yeah. <laughs> this is all, this is a very bad message okay so this guy it's about following his dream yes i'm not saying don't follow your dream yeah but he's being totally impractical about you know yeah like uh he can game on the weekends yes but during the week if he has a job right yeah he can earn some money and like you know get a better steering setup and stuff like that yeah he's not being practical at all he just wants to <laughs> like he just wants to race you know if he had a plan yeah like okay i'm getting into this game yeah. so that one day i can do this and then i can become a driver yes. there was a plan to it that would be a whole whole different story yes he just got lucky that <laughs> i keep wanting to say oliver bloom <laughs> orlando bloom came up with this uh the marketing uh, scheme i was going to say project like well, yeah, uh, that whatever it's called the idea yeah he just got extremely lucky that this happened right yeah pretty much and the movie yeah. is kind of agreeing with him yeah by showing that he won in the end <laughs> right he didn't he didn't have a backup plan he didn't you know yeah it's very it's a very bad message yeah and also okay. it's promoting gaming which is the worst thing of all <laughs> you know? ouch right. okay I'm, I'm gonna, that's fine yeah, i see how it is the thing is gamers yes they're too anti-social um uh, i would say they're social but in a different way i understand what you're saying you you can chat with people online yeah but that's a whole different thing to you know being, being in public yeah right yeah and it's similar to like all this guy said is i love racing i love racing right pretty but much yeah if you sit in your room all day and race that's what you're going <laughs> to <laughs> like if you get out there and try different things then you can see like okay this is what i enjoy yeah i'm not saying don't race don't because that is something that he loves he should keep doing it yeah but if that's at the expense of learning about other things then that's a bad thing right yeah and then the the movie just encourages him to, <laughs> to everything worked out for this guy bro. which again i understand it's a it's a movie and it's based on a true story mm but they could have shown the parents being right in some way like he had some drawback because he could you know because he became a racer or, yeah, or like, like because he raced all the time yes and he, yeah. so yeah it's just encouraging to go all in and again i'm not saying don't follow your dreams i don't want it to be taken as like i'm saying i'm like the father <laughs> in this movie because the father in this movie is, is explicitly saying don't follow your dreams yeah that's not what i'm saying i'm yeah. saying be practical about how you approach following your dream yeah that's all i'm saying fair enough yeah that is that's reasonable <laughs> yes yes what else did i want to say oh well, you can anyway so like i was saying about 10 minutes ago oh. <laughs> sorry for, <laughs> sorry for the it's okay we've all been there um kappa the the gold guy mm. he like in theory he should have been disqualified in like the second race what did he do cuz he so first he bumped him yeah he he kept bumping him and he pushed him up against the wall and oh. 
Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't know about that. In football, that's just shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> that's just two players going for the ball. So that's what I thought was happening in this movie. <laughs> But yeah. Oh, wait, speaking of which, the Premier League is back. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. We'll speak about this. We'll have a... A little section yes, later on. But yes. But yeah, uh, like in theory, he would like in real life, accurate events. Yeah. He would get banned for a few yeah. races. Yeah. Yeah. definitely well that uh, we didn't see every race right he could have been banned um i think we saw like so every was time was he there the, at the next race yeah he was there at all of the races that we saw but do we know the timeline that's the no, <laughs> yeah that's, that's the thing he could yes. have been banned for like three matches he comes back for the fourth and that's the one you see technically yes yeah. but it i just it wasn't told to us yeah yeah, yeah. I just I feel like it should have been told. I think told. we can just link the dots, you know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. He could have been, he couldn't have been. It's it's whatever. Yeah. It's not too much of a, a uh, yeah. It can be explained away so yeah. easily. Yeah, fair enough. Also, the like the pit crew. You know how Jacks like uh oh, uh they're going to hate you. They like they want you to fail. pretty much yeah that was fucked up yeah <laughs> <laughs> kicking the ball to the pit crew bro. <laughs> what did they do to this <laughs> it would never ever happen did they traumatize him as a child <laughs> what did they do <laughs> yeah I, i i honestly i don't know why hmm. they had that whole thing where it was like they hate the driver because like capo's team fair enough he's a douchebag but like at team nissan there was no reason to have that little thing team nissan hmm? yeah team yeah, nissan you're doing more promotion for them <laughs> don't, don't say nissan they were called team nissan <laughs> you just say the good guys team <laughs> i'm gonna bleep that in <laughs> in the edit <laughs> team bleep yeah. <laughs> it really pissed me off bro i was just shaking my head <laughs> you know and well the guy i was sitting next to in the theater right yeah. he, he was just reacting <laughs> to it, you know <laughs> everything you he was having a ball right same so this is the thing in um so we had a trailer for the equalizer 3 came on yeah and uh we they don't say anything we just like a thing opens up and we see denzel yeah. and when that thing came he said oh shit <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy bro. And uh, I don't know, it's way different to you know I said I don't like talking in a theater. Yeah. He's just that's his natural reaction to seeing something that fucked him up, you yeah. know? Like that's a, I don't want to stifle creative attempt, <laughs> you know. Yes, but yeah. He he added a lot to my experience. I was living vicariously through that. <laughs> Anytime a good car came on, he was like, "Ooh." Yeah. Yeah. But but this is what I was going to say. Yeah. I didn't like the visuals. Hmm. Let me explain. Okay. Not how the visuals were done. Uh-huh. The visuals that were used. Okay. In his previous movies, like you have robots and like sci-fi shit. Yeah. This movie is very grounded in the present. Uh yeah, okay. Even like um I like the at the towards the end there was a transition from you know the racing to the to, home yes, set yes, up yes. to the race but yeah. even on the race track yeah it felt like a game yeah that's kind not, of yeah I understand that's the point but 
it wasn't that good looking if if you understand what i'm saying uh, yeah. gaming graphics are not as good as movies well we can argue okay. whatever yeah yeah to me sure. yes. and i don't play enough games yes yeah. <laughs> uh, from the games i have played it just seems yeah that's right. just seem better yeah right but uh, yeah so i thought there would be more cool futuristic stuff because that's what i know neil blomkamp for right but yeah it was just very like i said very much grounded in, in the present there wasn't futuristic shit that blew me away yeah the the car like flipping that was yeah really great yeah <laughs> <laughs> right and i was going to say like it doesn't feel like a neil blomkamp movie okay cuz yeah you know we have these robots in elysium yes and that's set in the future and chappy is set in 2016 yeah they could theoretically be set in the same universe yeah they could right yes that you can see the transition from the technology and it's he's building like a very immersive world yeah i wish he would carry on with that instead of cuz uh, like i said i was going through his wikipedia page yeah he's linked with robocop yeah why not would you do that you've <laughs> like like i said you've created this vast interesting world he shoots in johannesburg yeah right both chappy and Il- uh, i don't think elysium but uh, what I, whatever okay i yeah. really enjoyed the visuals in chappy yeah so i think yeah a few movies like dread in 2012 used mm-hmm. the you know the highway yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember what that that always called but it goes through like passports the m1 M- okay, bro. M1 M2. I just know the road. I don't know the <laughs> name of the road. <laughs> anyway, the uh, yes. So I really think this movie could have been made by anyone. Yeah. I, it, it really could. It have, doesn't yeah. have the Neil Blomkamp fingerprints on it, you know. Yeah. It just it seems so generic. Yeah. From because like I said, he has this distinct visual style. Yeah. And then this movie was like a huge step down for me in terms of that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I called yeah. him a baby Jim Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's high praise. That's, un- that's unbelievable praise, bro. But like I said, he his movies don't make that. They only just slightly break even. Yeah. So I don't think Hollywood trusts him with the money to yeah make this uh, a wider world, which is a damn shame. Yeah, that is true. Anyway, closing thoughts. Oh, I don't know why I said that. Uh, do you have more thoughts? I've got more notes. All right. I, like, so, so far I've only said negative things about this movie. What? You've been overwhelmingly positive. What the hell? What do you mean? <laughs> all right, you complain about the accuracy. Yeah. You loved all the cars and shit. Yeah, I didn't really get to that. You have more shit to say about cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have right. so much shit to say Carry about on. cars. The cars are incredible. Sorry. Oh my god. Yeah, like I know you're not a car guy. I didn't see you. Carry on. But the like the cars are incredible. It's just like like you'll see uh like a shot, right? And there'll be a car there and you're like, "Oh my goodness, it's a specific type of car." And you're like, "Wow, I didn't expect that to be in there." But anyway, Those are all Gran Turismo cars. Are you cars. telling me they were cameos? Yes, they were car cameos. Where like yeah. <laughs> Optimus Al- Prime Alfred just... Molina as, <laughs> as, as Doc Ock. That's your version of it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly that. Yes. 
John F. JFK at the end of That's the villain's car. Alright, carry on. But yeah, it, they were all... So, they're all Gran Turismo licensed cars, which means they're in the game. Yeah. Which is like, you know, it's pretty cool that they used all the the, the cars from the game in the movie. Someone told me it was inaccurate, this movie, but... Uh, yeah, they get some things right. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like a 50% head rate, but All they right. get some things uh, right. That's a pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not a pass, 51%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also, I really love the drone shots. Like, you know, at Spielberg, it's, I think it's the first race where, like... Spielberg? The, not Steven Spielberg. Yeah, but when did they mention that? Austria. The Austrian race... Fuck me. All right. Yeah. The only one I know is Le Mans. <laughs> and that's because it was 24 hours. <laughs> and I saw it on Top Gear. Yeah. <laughs> they did it, Le Mans. <laughs> oh, okay. No, it's fine. I'll get to that. But the like the drone shot underneath the, the big red bull. So it like it flips under a big red bull and then comes out over the track. Mm. I loved that shot. That was incredible. And I I kind of... I don't know if I wish that they used more drone shots. Or, like, if it was just the right amount. Because they had quite a few, like, with the training. Like, you know, during the boot camp and during races and stuff. It's, it's like... It's there. It's cool. But I don't know if I wanted more during the races. Anyway, um, Lamar. Well, hmm? I like yeah. drone shots. Yeah, me too. You know, uh, ambulance. Ambulance. Yeah. It's a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. Right. That's. I don't know who told him about <laughs> <laughs> about drones, <laughs> but yes, he. I don't like Michael Bay that much. Yeah. But he does have a very distinct visual style, and yeah. him getting drones is one of the best things that happened to him <laughs> because he's the way he's been using it. Well. It's only been one movie, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I really liked his use of. I'm talking about Michael Bay. His yeah. use of drone shots. Yeah. I didn't think too much of the drone shots in this movie, mm. but you're telling me there's a lot. Yeah, there's there's a lot to like show where he is in a race. So like you know they'll have like the freeze frames and then a little pop up about what position he's in. Mm. Those are a lot of drone shots. Um, and yeah oh there's yeah so I was, I was talking about Lamar but um, Lamar that's that's another I'm sorry I know I'm just pointing out inaccurate things but like that I'm assuming they only had the Bugatti circuit to film on at Lamar because I'm assuming they filmed it they filmed it on location right and um, the last corner of the 24-hour track is not that same hairpin thing that it is in the movie. It's a disgrace if you ask me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I said it first. <laughs> I am saying that exact right. same thing. Okay. It's, Why don't you disagree with me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. Like, for me, the inaccuracies kind of broke the immersion for me. But, like, I get that for the general public... Yeah. who like yeah you know they're not into all this stuff they're like oh yeah that's you know oh, it makes sense that's actually, cool I want to see what the box office is like for this movie yeah because like 
the move okay uh, the place closest to me mm-hmm. it was in the smallest cinema yeah so <laughs> yeah. it's it's like they clearly don't have confidence in yeah this movie doing well when i yeah mm. it <sighs> i would have liked to i was wondering if i should watch this movie in imax yeah but uh yeah but like like i said it was a huge disappointment i would yeah. like to watch either chappy or elysium in imax yeah if, but not this because like i said the visual style is not yeah but i mean i will be going to watch this in IMAX soon because right. I like to nerd, about, <laughs> nerd out about cars. Well, that's the thing. Are they showing it in IMAX? Uh, oh. As far as I've seen, yes. Right. So. Isn't there something coming out like a Marvel movie soon? Uh, not that no. I know that's in of. November. Yeah, it's a that's while. quite a now. while. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I will be going to see this in IMAX mm. uh, just because I like cars and if you take out the inaccuracy I gave it an 8 mm. which I think is like pretty decent um, but like with all the inaccuracy for me it was a 6 that's crazy yeah. two, two points for accuracy two whole <laughs> points for accuracy <laughs> that's madness bro. yeah mm. uh, yeah for me mm-hmm. it's a 6 6 already okay but I'm leaning towards a seven. Okay. For David Harbour. Yeah. I want to. Oh, he was so good. I want to see how like I feel about him in. Because the thing is, I watched it last night. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, I still need time to like digest it. Yeah. Uh, and think about it some more. Right. But yes, six, and I'm thinking about bumping up to a seven, but don't quote me on that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, not bad ratings as far as uh, we can tell so far. That is pretty bad, bro. Six. Well, it could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's not... <laughs> you shouldn't be looking below you. You should be <laughs> looking above you. <laughs> hmm. All right. So, at current moment, it's made 10 million nearly a nearly 11 million at the worldwide box office which is not a lot uh, I don't know how much it costs let me just google that Look, yeah. looking at the amount of cars they had I, like the amount of expensive cars they had it's going to be a lot more than 10 million like a substantial amount more alright well do you want to go move on to what you watched yeah so I mean this week I've well in the past two weeks actually I've only watched this uh, it's called Mech Cadets Mech Cadets <laughs> think of it like Pacific Rim meets Transformers wasn't Pacific Rim Transformers uh, well, okay, they, yeah. they, they're essentially big robots but they're piloted by people instead of being sent here. Yeah, yeah. They might pretty much the same. I don't know why you said <laughs> because <laughs> you could have just said one. Well, right. no, not really. Because like, so the robots come from space, right? Mm. And then they pick a pilot. So it's kind of like in between Pacific Rim and Transformers. Mm. Um, it's like it's all right. I mean, it's like uh, it seems to be like a kids thing <laughs> because it's, it's very like animated. <laughs> but um 
Oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> yeah. All you do is, <laughs> <laughs> is love, uh, you know, kids' movies. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I now, mean. how the tables, how the tables, how the turntables. <laughs> how the turntables. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But you yes. know, I'm so fucking angry, bro. <laughs> Our Spider-Verse, <coughs> bless, bless you. Thank you. A Spider-Verse episode has like 50 yes. listens. Yes. The Mario movie has 350. It's seven times the number of Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse, you know, uh, I don't like it as much as other people, but uh, it's it's crazy. Seven times. I'm thinking about deleting the episode. Like, I don't I don't like the audience. <laughs> They're choosing the wrong goddamn thing. It's fun. Listener, he doesn't mean that. Please I'm, stay. I'm please, it, please stay. I'm gonna do it. Listener, listen to me. He doesn't mean it. I'm sorry for what he said. Please stay. I precisely mean it. <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> anyway, are you done with recommendations? Yeah, that that's literally it. <sighs> Too busy gaming. Yeah. And uni work. Uni work. Yeah. That's a lie. You are just gaming. <laughs> you, you like this guy from the, the movie. <laughs> anyway. So I watched a new Paul Schrader film, Master Gardener. Oh. I went to the Nouveau. Okay. Uh, it was released a while ago, but it only came to South African cinemas like last week. Okay. So that's why. <laughs> like, it's been on digital. I could have uh, rented it online mm. since whenever... Like May or whenever it came out. Yeah. It's been quite a while. But I wanted to see it in the cinema. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Schrader is most famous for writing Taxi Driver. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Martin Scorsese directed. But uh, uh, in that time, mm. Schrader has gone on to become a director. Okay. Right. Yeah. And he's constantly examining the same topic, which is a man burdened by his past. Huh. And then he meets a woman who helps him come to terms with that past. Mm. And I didn't like this version of the plot that much okay yeah uh, it was wonderfully shot and the acting was good okay and it has some fun trippy visuals right? okay but yeah. yeah I really thought the the plot was weak okay yeah it's just like it's kind of hollow it's a it's a very pretty movie but it has a hollow center there's no substance to it mm. but it's so pretty <laughs> yeah I gave it a seven It's like a donut. But the thing is, like, he, like he's always looking at his plants. And they're so nice. Oh, well, he's a master gardener. Yeah. Well, you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's aspiring to be one and uh, he doesn't become a master gardener at the end. You don't know. <gasps> that is true. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, I really liked it. Right. Uh, season three of Only Murder... Oh, sorry. 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 I gave mm. Master Gardener seven. Oh, okay. Right. So, not bad. It's great. Yeah. It's so what it's so pretty. Bro. I just said that. <laughs> Season 3 of Only Murders in the Building premiered last week. Okay. It's allegedly a comedy. Okay. But I very rarely laugh. Okay. And when I do it's almost exclusively due to something Martin Short said. <laughs> right? Okay, yeah. Right. Uh I think it's intriguing mm. and that's why I keep watching. Okay. It's, it's not like Yeah, it's not I don't laugh at all right it's just once in a while mm. yeah but I love detective stuff and they have like a good chemistry between them even if it's not like funny yeah it's just they bounce off each other yeah anyway okay. the next installment in the Tim Burton miniseries was Dark Shadows 
Okay. Right? Which is a movie version of a long running show from the 1960s. Mm-hmm. It is very like Adams family. Oh, okay. You know like yeah, they yeah. uh like kind of got. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, like cabinet of Caligari, you know, mm. of Dr. Caligari. Yeah. Uh that kind of uh thing. Right. Okay. So I watched this movie with my auntie and little cousin at the theater in 2012. I don't like it then and I don't like it. Now. <laughs> like I said it's uh, adapting a TV show. Okay. So it tries to include all the iconic moments from the show. But this happened over many years, so all the scenes feel kind of squashed together, like right. they kind of like vignettes. Yeah, but okay. It doesn't really mesh together well. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, right. I gave it a five. Okay. And you can see the huge downturn I've been giving in Tim Burton movies. Like yeah. Nineties <laughs> Tim Burton was hitting it out of the park. Yeah. Uh, Edward, Mars Attacks. What's the other one I really liked? Not because uh, well, the Batman movies. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, the first Batman movie. Yeah. <laughs> that penguin is so. <laughs> he just throws up bile, bro. It's so upsetting. Goddamn. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, then uh, following this, I watched another Tim Burton movie. Okay. Alice in Wonderland. Okay. I've mentioned that following Avatar in two thousand nine, it started a trend where everyone tried to do a three D movie. Yeah. This movie made one billion dollars simply because it was the next 3D movie of Avatar, right? <laughs> one so it, billion. It just got hyped up because it was 3D. It's an awful movie. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know these Disney sickos? Yeah. They try to say Avatar had no cultural impact. Yeah. This movie <laughs> made Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland made yeah. one billion dollars, and yeah. it's not like. Like I said, there's a difference between directors who film in 3D yeah. and directors who, like, they film the movie and do a post-conversion where they add 3D elements after the fact. Right, yeah. This movie was post-conversion 3D. <laughs> <laughs> it sucked. Because, like, yeah, like I said, it almost certainly just killed 3D. <laughs> but the thing is, like, because of the success of Avatar, there was a bunch of movies that were already in production. Yeah. So they right. couldn't. The, something had been set in motion, right? Yeah. But after the failure of Alice in Wonderland, mm. well, it made a billion dollars. That's not a failure. Yeah, I wouldn't call that a failure. I'm, I'm saying it was such a bad movie that uh, it put off the audience too. To right? watch other 3D. Yes. Yeah. But uh, it just showed that this is, you know, a handful of people who can do this yeah big joke <laughs> he's one of them you know then oh, oh sorry 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 so but simply because it was an extreme movie but the 3d was so rubbish that it disillusioned everyone again yeah i gave it a six because i like the story and some effects but it's all in all it's not a good movie okay yeah fair enough then i watched the make oh make two the trench oh I saw the trailer for this and I was like, I don't really Bro, feel like watching this. I think I, did, I have an addiction to popcorn <laughs> because I saw this in the theater. <laughs> and this is, I don't know why. I was just like, I, I want to eat popcorn. And I looked at the thing and it's all movies I've seen before or like, you know, kids movies. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess I'm watching the Meg. <laughs> It's very cliche and genuinely awful. Right? <laughs> okay. You yeah. know when I said, like I always say this, right? 
uh, if you want to follow similar plot points, yeah, or something else, that's fine because those there's a reason it keeps being used it's because that format works yeah right. but you have to do something interesting <laughs> yeah right <laughs> within that format be it like uh better visuals or yeah. you know there's a, a bunch of things that can differentiate your movie even though mm. it follows a very basic plot yeah right right but this didn't have <laughs> anything this right. is just nothing right well it had some stuff right okay uh that being said, it, it has a tongue-in-cheek fun energy about it. Okay. Right. Yeah. I gave it a five. It's better than a four. Yes. <laughs> then I got home and watched the first Meg. Okay. Right. I don't know. Okay. The first Meg was called The Meg. Yes. The second one is called Meg 2, The Trench. Yes. Why not The Meg 2? The Trench. The Trench. Or then, The Meg 2, Trench. Yeah. They're, just, they're depriving us of our daily quarter of, <laughs> of the so we, we, mon- we demand two and they're like no best I can do is <laughs> one <laughs> why can't we get the Meg the two the trench the that's the ideal scenario yeah. but <laughs> you know it's a negotiation we, we need to see what we can get let's, let's be practical here you know. the Meg to the trench that's 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 the middle that's the middle ground <laughs> I'm Hillary Clinton style centrist <laughs> um, I uh, sorry sorry then I got home and watched I think that they're of the same quality okay although I prefer the second okay then I watched the next movie in the Park Chan-wook miniseries mm. Thirst okay it's a movie about a priest turning into a vampire that sounds kind of cool. When I initially watched it, I gave it an 8. Okay. I think it's better than I gave it credit for, but not enough to bump it up to a 9. Okay. I definitely like this less than most people. Because, like, uh, you know, obviously, I'm following along on Blank Check. Yeah, right. Both the co-hosts of that show mm. and the guests they had on were very uh, big on thirst. They're like, this might be his best movie. I'm like, no ways, dude. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, some yeah some people have this as their number one pop film. Okay, which is so well to me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a new season of Soul Opposites came out this week. Okay, do you know what that is? No, it's Justin Roiland's other show. Oh, do you know who that is? Yeah, he's the voice of Rick and Morty. He's the creator of Rick and Morty. Yeah, but since the truth about him being an abuser has come out, they replaced him. Oh, nice. Okay, so it's a sci-fi show, right? Yeah, right. So like. He gets stabbed in the throat. <laughs> and then when, like, they use a device to, like, fix it. Uh, and then, and then uh, when he speaks, he has, like, a different voice. voice. Yeah. I don't okay. know who the new actor is, but... Uh, well played them. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a really excellent show. Okay. I gave it an eight. That's pretty well, good. Both this season and the series as a whole is, like, an eight. Okay. Yeah. The Jennifer Lawrence movie, No Hard Feelings. It came to streaming this week. Okay. Right. Yeah. And yes. I really love this movie. Okay. The plot plays out in the cliche way, but you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just mentioned earlier, right? <laughs> certain things are done in a certain way because it works. Yeah. It was full of a lot of fun jokes and an excellent performance from Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. I'm stuck between an eight and a nine. Ooh. A, a nine feels feels too high, but I have no reason to give it a nine. No reason not to give it a nine. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. I need to think about it some more before I decide on the ranking. Okay. I mean, that's those are the lofty heights. 
It was a very funny movie. I was bursting okay. out in laughter, bro. <laughs> I know what I'm watching in the next week. Well, I don't know. Uh, it may yeah. not be for you. Okay. It's a sex comedy. Yeah. And apparently you hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Thank you for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, give a like. Give two. Give three. Importantly, you need to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> However many accounts you have. Listen, start a mailing list. <laughs> when a new episode comes up, you send a message to all your your friends that said they give it a like. Yeah. Right. Yes. All I'm asking for is some light fraud. That's <laughs> <laughs> some very light fraud. It's, listen, one year in jail, Max. That's, that's all you're risking here. <laughs> we won't tell if you don't. Yeah. So importantly, it needs to be a five-star review. It has yeah. to be. It would be fucked up if we did fraud. And it was a three-star review, bro. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> Let's get serious about this. <laughs> Please subscribe on Patreon to listen to our movie commentaries. Yeah. You can find all our links at paysup.com. Please tell a friend and tell that friend to tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell everybody. And I'm just remembering we can't end the show now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because uh, I updated the website, paysup.com. Right. To include our fantasy Premier League link. Yes. So you can join our league for fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> right? right. And we said we were going to chat about the Premier League being back. That is true. We did say that. And I'm a little bit worried. Okay. We, okay, we bought this guy's name is Endo. Yeah, saw right? that. Yeah. And I'm excited about Endo. Yeah. He seems like the correct signing. Okay. But... We've signed him and we don't have a another six. Yeah. If he was the signing and we got like Lavia, yeah. that would have been perfect. Oh, yeah. But unfortunately, I'm very upset about the way Liverpool have done their transfer business. I'm sorry. Anyway, United got battered yesterday. Yeah, that they did. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's what really <laughs> I <wanted to> say. <laughs> so, yeah, we've already done the ending yeah so bye cheerio au revoir